Wow. Oh my. Uh, was not expecting to be doing this podcast during the weekend. Welcome in everyone. My name is Farzi Vasui and I am the host of the Chief Zone podcast. As you can see from the title of this video, uh, a bombshell on Friday. I, 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 I'm still trying to put my words together for all of this. Uh, Kareem Hunt, no longer a Kansas City Chief. Uh, Friday morning, everything was all great. Uh, sun was shining, all the good stuff, and Kareem Hunt was a running back on the Kansas City Chiefs football team. The Chiefs had practice on a Friday, as they usually do on a normal week with uh, the game coming up on Sunday. And wow, I, I mean, on this date, you look at this date, November the 30th, 2018. I mean, this is just going to be a day that Kareem Hunt uh, is going to remember forever. Uh, probably the worst day uh, of his life, uh, both personally and professionally. A lot to get into with this. Uh, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into the incident. Uh, for those who aren't aware, I mean, I, I, you probably know the major details by this point. TMZ released a video uh, Friday afternoon about an incident that we learned about back in February. And this was involving Kareem Hunt and a woman who he had allegedly assaulted. And it went crazy from there. The NFL weighed in and said he's going to be on the commissioner's exempt list. However, the Chiefs were not good with that, so they decided to release him, and they had a big reason in doing so. Uh, the Chiefs have a big statement. I will read that later. Kareem Hunt has issued a statement, uh, according to Ian Rappaport, in 449 days ago, Kareem Hunt put together the best debut in NFL history in Foxborough. And 449 days later, he is gone. He's no longer a Kansas City Chief. He is a free agent, and he might remain a free agent for quite some time, unless you're the Washington Redskins. We'll see. Uh, also, former NFL players are weighing in on this, including Larry Johnson. Everyone knows about Larry Johnson and his downfall in Kansas City. He had a lot to say about this Kareem Hunt incident, also had some choice of words for Kareem Hunt. A couple of other former NFL players uh, voiced their opinions on the issue, so we are going to uh, discuss that. Uh, but also, we're going to talk about the football side of things. How does this impact the Kansas City Chiefs? I'm seeing a lot of people angry and disappointed, saying this hurts the offense. I disagree. The Chiefs' offense will be just fine, and I'll explain why later on. Wow, uh, I, I just don't even know. I, I mean, I was not expecting to do this. Uh, so, hey, uh, expect the unexpected sometimes. Uh, Facebook.com slash Farzine Vasugin, that is a Facebook page. Twitter.com slash Farzine21, that's the uh, tweet machine there. You guys can also email me, Farzine at FarzineVasugin.com. Uh, guys, I, I've gotten a lot of emails on Friday, lots of tweets, lots of Facebook posts. I know a lot of people disagree on this issue. Uh and I have to say, I'm very shocked by some of the disagreements and some of the people who have defended Kareem Hunt. But nonetheless, I do appreciate all of the discussion. Uh, you guys have all been very civil about it. No one's been personally attacking other people in difference of opinions. And I always appreciate when people do that on social media. So I appreciate all of you who have been doing that, uh, discussing this in a civil manner, uh, to say the least. Uh, this is not an easy topic to discuss. Uh, I, I was not. I was not anticipating coming on this podcast to do to do to do this. I was going to do a podcast even before the release, but man, I was I, I was getting ready to set everything up, and I actually had a tweet ready to say that the offense is going to be just fine. 
uh, which I'm going to get into that still, regardless of the release. But uh, wow, this is unreal. Uh, Real quickly, before I forget, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Share the podcast as well. I know we're going to have a lot of reactions on this episode. Obviously, the Chiefs are playing, probably by the time you're listening to this, the Chiefs are playing tomorrow on Sunday. So, And I'm recording this late Friday night. And uh, boy, I, I've got to say, this is uh, this is quite the story. Uh, I've been doing this podcast for, since 2007. And there have been some crazy topics, uh, some things that have happened. The Larry Johnson incident. Uh, I was not doing the podcast the year uh, we had the incident with Javon Belcher and what he did. Uh, which was very unfortunate. I mean, that was just a, a really scary moment. Um, but there have been some dark days uh, in, in this uh, in the history of this franchise, and this is one of them. Uh, I'm sure there have been darker moments, of course, with what happened with uh, Javon Beltra, as I alluded to just a moment ago, Derek Thomas, Joe Delaney, uh, obviously horrific incidents right there. So what, what's happening with Kareem Hunt, obviously... Not at the same altitude as the others, but still a very serious issue that I think has to be addressed here. So we're going to get into all that. We're going to unfold all the layers to this in just a moment. But real quickly, uh, just a quick look at how Kareem Hunt was doing. And this just shows you the Kansas City Chiefs are not messing around. And I'll get into why they released him in in a moment. But Kareem Hunt, fifth in the NFL in rushing yards, seventh in total yards per game among non-quarterbacks, and third in touchdowns by uh, non-quarterbacks. This guy was having a hell of a season. A hell of a season. I mean, you, you can't ask for anything better. Okay, sure, maybe he's not number one in all those categories, but to have a player in the top ten in rushing yards, total yards per game, and uh, third in touchdowns, I, I mean, you'll you, that, that's that's great. Oh, by the way, you've got another player who's in the top five in the NFL in touchdowns in Tyreek Hill. I mean, you just have a dynamic offense all around you, and the, the Chiefs definitely, uh, I mean, the, the, they're taking a hit here, not just from a football standpoint, although I still think the offense will do well, and I'll get into that later as well, but just from a public perception standpoint. Now, I'm going to get into everything in a moment, but before I move forward, I'm just going to say this. I can only discuss what's being reported, folks. A lot of people have conspiracy theories about whether the Chiefs were aware of this the whole time, or whether the Chiefs had footage. Uh, there are a lot of people who are not believing what's being said out there. I can't sit here and tell you uh, what's, what's true and what's not, other than what's being reported. Because at the end of the day, none of us truly know whether the Chiefs really did know about this or not. We, we can't sit here. I do have my opinions on that, and I'll share that as well. But man, uh, this is um, this is a crazy, crazy night. Uh, I've been interacting with a lot of you guys on social media Friday night. And this is just something that's uh, taken off. And uh, it, it's, on, it's on the front page of CNN.com and FoxNews.com. I mean, this is this is front page news. Uh, not just sports media, uh, just overall news. This is a a pretty and this is a serious issue with with violence and you know the the bad uh, PR spin that the NFL's had with what Donald Trump said last year about players and not standing for the anthem and the outrage that came from that and then from that point forward, 
people who have been against the NFL, they've always nitpicked on every single bad move that NFL players have done. This wasn't the case before Trump's comments, but since then, everyone just wants to point out all the negative things done by NFL players. And this is one of them, probably the biggest one out there that uh, that'll be pointed out. And I'm not saying you have to agree with Trump or disagree with Trump on, on whatever he said about the national anthem issue. But what I'm saying is since that was magnified so much since then, uh, every single bad move, wrong move by an NFL player uh, has been discussed in a big manner. Uh, and it's just crazy to see, but let's get right into it. So TMZ releases the video Roughly Friday afternoon. The video shows Kareem Hunt. And basically what was reported a while ago that Kareem Hunt assaulted this woman. There was uh, the um, dash cam, or or, excuse me, the body cam from the uh, police officers uh, in Cleveland. uh, Showing uh, the interview with this woman and also an interview with Kareem. Uh, What we didn't see was this though. The video of Kareem Hunt and a woman talking back and forth. The woman slowly approaches Kareem Hunt. People are saying that the woman spat on Kareem Hunt. I mean, there's no evidence of this, and I'll get into her actions soon, uh, because she's not in the clear either. Uh, the, she she did some things that she's guilty of, uh, for sure. But uh, she approaches Kareem Hunt. It appears one of Hunt's friends steps between the two of them, but Hunt ends up pushing her, then Hunt walks up to, to this woman. She throws a punch to his head. And Hunt tries to hit her back. Lots of people are getting in the middle of this now. Hunt pushes uh, uh, a guy into that woman. Both the man, who I think is Kareem Hunt's friend, uh, and the woman both fall to the ground and are very slow to get up. Kareem Hunt goes over and kicks her while she's down. And, and I'm seeing people justify this. Like, oh, it was just a light kick. Folks, if you had a loved one, and forget about the fa- forget about gender for a moment, okay? I know that this looks worse because it's on a woman, but, but but I've said this before: man or a woman, you should never be putting your hands on anyway. It just doesn't. Good things don't come out of that, regardless. Uh, and I get it looks worse when you do it to a woman because you know, physically speaking, men are stronger than women. Uh, but but for him to go over and kick this woman, and people are saying, oh, it was just a light tap, a light kick. Well, first off, the woman, uh, she reacted physically uh, in a negative way when Kareem Hunt, quote-unquote, lightly kicks her. Let me just say the other thing, too. Uh, when I was mentioning you know, whether or not you had a loved one, regardless of gender, if that's how they were uh, being, being hit or kicked, you would not stand for that. No way. So, and by the way, there are reports out there saying that she shouted racial slurs at Kareem Hunt, including the N-word. Few other words that were uh, being spewed, and this woman would not leave them alone. We did discuss this in the off season. So what really happened? Kareem Hunt and his friends—they were out and about having fun. They come across a couple of women. They hang out with them. They let them in their hotel room. They later find out that these women are underage and they had already been drinking. Uh, and once they realized that they were underage, they asked him to leave, which is the right move at that point. But apparently, that's when things got out of control. The woman was. Not being cooperative, would not uh, respect the fact that they were asking them to leave. Uh, the woman's 19, by the way, or at least when this happened, this was ni- she was 19. Uh, but there are r- reports, according to witnesses, that uh, she was shouting racial slurs and wouldn't leave them alone. And that's what uh, made Kareem Hunt get physical with this woman. Let me just say this right now. Number one, I mean, the racist comments are, are horror, if, if true. They're horrible, and she should definitely take uh, 
some some punishment for that. Uh, listen, man, I'll I'll just say I've I've, I've mentioned this before. Uh, as someone who's from Iran, I, I I've uh, I've heard a lot of comments from people, and not a whole lot anymore. Every now and then, I'll get something online, and and look, it's people behind their keyboard or their smartphone or their tablet making that comment to me. So, so I've learned to laugh it off when it's a social media comment, but. Uh, I mean, look, when I was in high school, I, 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 in middle school, I heard some things. Uh, I definitely did. Uh, did that make me angry and want to get physical? Yeah, of course it did. But I always knew that uh, that would not lead to good things happening. Uh, it just doesn't. Uh, if this woman really was uh, shouting racial slurs or if she would not leave them alone and was st- hanging out outside of their hotel room, that's when you call the police. That's when you call security from the hotel and say, "Hey, this woman is harassing us. She won't. She won't get the hell out of here." Uh, but instead, uh, Kareem Hunt decided to handle it in a different manner, and I use that term loosely, handle, uh, because that's obviously when things got physical. Uh, even if she does shout these racial slurs, and again, I, I know I'm not. I'm not defending at all what this woman did. I, I just said a moment ago. I, I mean, I, I these are horrible things to do to, to make those kinds of racist comments but if that's the case that's when you've got to call the police or security from the hotel and let them know that what's going on and that, that ends up being the thing people are saying look kareem hunt just should should have t- t- taken an l with his pride because at that point that's when he wanted to get physical and, and he got really upset with this woman well uh, it, it obviously ended up not boding well for him now we're going to get into that part uh where he assaulted this woman because the claim was from the TMZ report back in February that Kareem Hunt assaulted this woman. Uh, Kareem Hunt denied that. I'll get into that shortly. Now, with the NFL uh, learning about this, and again, I'll get into that part later too, because it, this is just wild. So many different areas we can get into with this, and we will. Uh, but the NFL, when they saw this was public... They put Kareem Hunt Friday evening on the commissioner's exempt list, which meant he can't practice, he cannot play games, or uh, be at the stadium, attend any games, uh, until the NFL, uh, Roger Goodell more specifically, removes him from the commissioner's exempt list. He's the only one who can remove him. Ian Rappaport did uh, say that uh, a player from uh, on the exempt list can be at the team facility for rehab or such, Uh but he cannot play nor practice until and the NFL said that they are investigating this. They were investigating this when this first came uh, to their attention back in February. But now they have some uh, visual evidence to go with this. Well, about a half hour later, the Chiefs said, we'll take it a step further. They released Kareem Hunt. So six hours and 11 minutes after that TMZ video was released... Kareem Hunt lost his job with the Kansas City Chiefs probably the longest six hours and 11 minutes of Kareem Hunt's life. Uh, I, I, I mean, to, to be in that position and for this to come out, uh, you, you you got to wonder what was going through his mind. There were some reports that Hunt was sent home. Now, there are some conflicting uh, reports about this that he was sent home after practice. And I don't want to get into that because that's really irrelevant at this point. Uh but there, there were reports out there that he was sent home and that he would not make the trip this Sunday in Oakland with the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs released a statement saying, Earlier this year, we were made aware of an incident involving running back Kareem Hunt. At that time, the National Football League and law enforcement initiated investigations into the issue. As part of our internal discussions with Kareem, several members of our management team spoke directly to him. Kareem was not truthful 
in those discussions. Again, I want to repeat that again. Kareem was not truthful in those discussions. The video released today confirms that fact. We are releasing Kareem immediately. Now, Ian Rappaport tweeted that this is a short statement from Kareem Hunt. Quote, I want to apologize for my actions. I deeply regret what I did. I hope to move on from this. 449 days ago, Kareem Hunt put together the greatest debut in NFL history and helped the Chiefs pull off a major upset over the Patriots, 246 yards altogether, three total touchdowns, and 449 days later, he's released while being in the top 10 in rushing yards, total yards, and touchdowns. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, I can't can't believe I just... uh, I just read all that. Uh, this is uh, this is pretty surprising. And by the way, this is where uh, things start to get a little interesting because a lot of people are wondering. Uh, first of all, there were no charges made, which I don't think that's even irrelevant. I, I don't know why no charges were filed. Uh, maybe the woman did not want to file any charges. Perhaps she knew she was in the wrong, being underage and drinking, and also shouting the racial slurs, not leaving them alone, and not leaving when she was asked to. Uh, perhaps. That could be a thing, but that doesn't mean that's completely inexcusable for what uh, he did. I'm shocked at how many people defended Kareem Hunt for this. I really am. There are a lot of Chiefs fans who came to his defense. If this was a Raiders player, the people who defended Kareem Hunt would have been all over this Raiders player, laughing at the organization, criticizing them, saying, hey, here's another crook for the, for, for the team. I'm I'm flabbergasted and I'm shocked at how many people defended Kareem Hunt. I, I just don't understand that. People are saying the woman uh, laid her hands on Kareem Hunt. The video shows that she just slowly approaches Kareem Hunt, doesn't appear like she's getting physical or is showing any signs of being a threat, and Kareem Hunt pushes her. Then he walks up to her and she has to defend herself at least, and that's when she... Punch for the first time, and Kareem Hunt also punches her. Uh, I mean, I don't And maybe there was a racial slur said, and that's what angered him. That's when you have to be smart and back away. Listen, I can't say this for a fact, but the NFL rookies go through a thing called the Rookie Symposium, and they go through a lot of things in the symposium. You learn a lot while you're there. There are former coaches and former players who are there, people from the NFL PA who are there, who teach you these kinds of things. They teach you... Not to get in trouble. They tell you that you are essentially a public figure. You're a celebrity. And if you do one wrong thing, I'm sure it gets brought up that if they do one wrong thing, it will be brought up and it's going to be talked about by the media. Especially nowadays with the social media era we are in. And I guess Kareem Hunt didn't get that message. He's got to know that in that situation that he's an NFL player and putting his hands on a woman is 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 is, is not going to be a good look for him. We've got cameras everywhere, folks. You do one wrong thing, and even when you don't think there is a camera, when you think you've surveyed the place and you don't see a camera, well, well, there is a hidden one somewhere on there. That's why they call them a hidden camera. Uh, you're, I mean, the, the moment you leave your house, out, out of your front door, out of your garage, you're at work, you're, you're, at, uh, you're, you're out and about with your friends on a Friday night or a Saturday night, whatever you're doing, you're at a grocery store. There are surveillance cameras everywhere. So for for people trying to defend Kareem Hunt on all of this, I'm, I'm I'm flabbergasted by it. I really am. No charges were made, 
And Chiefs fans think that has a lot of weight, which it doesn't. Now, I will say this. The timing of this TMZ video is extremely odd. Why is it that it was released on November the 30th when this incident happened in February? That I question. Now, here's where things get really confusing. Uh, According to Ian Rappaport, the Chiefs and the NFL requested footage uh, of the incident. The hotel would not uh, hand over the footage uh, because they said it was corporate policy to only turn it over uh, to law enforcement, and they can't hand it over to anybody else. Cleveland Police Department apparently would not provide footage to the NFL nor the Chiefs. Okay, I'm going to repeat this one more time. The Kansas City Chiefs, they're owned by a billionaire in Clark Hunt. They could not attain any of the footage. The NFL, one of the biggest entities in the world, could not get footage of what Kareem Hunt did, but somehow TMZ did. And and people have their speculation as to who sold the footage, who bought the footage, if the TMZ employee... Uh, or, or was going up against Kareem Hunt in fantasy football. I don't even know why this footage came at the time it did, or why did the Chiefs not know about it, according to Ian Rappaport. There are a lot of people out there saying that there's no way the Chiefs didn't know about this. The Chiefs in the NFL are saying that they learned about this video as it came out, pretty much the same time as all of us. I don't know what to believe, folks. A lot of people quickly compared this to the Ray Rice situation. They're not comparing the incident uh, of of the violence that Ray Rice and Kareem Hunt both both made, uh, but more so the the whole footage storyline. If you guys remember, Ray Rice uh, assaulted his girlfriend at the time, which I if I'm not mistaken, that's who he ended up marrying. Assaulted her viciously in an elevator. And for some reason, TMZ had the footage. No, the NFL didn't. Mike Freeman of Bleacher Report uh, and an author of a lot of uh, a lot of NFL books, great books, uh, great author and a great writer for Bleacher Report. Mike Freeman uh, did an interview. I can't remember who it was with, but he talked about this and he at the time with Ray Rice, and he said that the NFL has a lot of former police officers, a lot of former FBI agents, a lot of former investigators who who, who work for who work in the league. And for them to not be able to attain footage of this, but TMZ did, there's some, there, there, there's some something wrong with that. There's no way that's possible. Here we are now in 2018 uh, that uh, Clark Hunt, who's a billionaire and owns an NFL team, the Chiefs, they can't get footage of their employee uh, assaulting a woman, and the NFL can't get footage of this either but somehow tmz did and they released it on a uh, on a friday afternoon I, I don't know what to make of that i truly don't i'm not sure who to believe in this situation a lot of people are saying that the chiefs in the nfl are trying to save face and that now that the footage came out they're trying to protect themselves on this well uh i mean it's just not going well i, I look i don't have a reason to believe otherwise right now i really don't uh i can only believe what is being reported we need to hear Andy Reid's side of things, I, although I imagine he may deflect questions. Speaking of questions for Andy Reid, uh, listen, I feel bad for everyone involved. I'm sure Andy Reid and the Chiefs did their best handling this behind closed doors. And one thing to remember about Andy Reid, because people brought this up with the Travis Kelsey incidents where he was acting immature on the field with uh, Marcus Peters and, and some of the immature actions we saw from him back when he was with the Chiefs. 
A lot of people were hoping to hear something from Andy. Andy Reid is not one to publicly bash any of his players. He handles all of that behind closed doors. And a lot of teams go about it that way. And again, I don't know what to believe if the Chiefs really knew about this or not. I don't have any proof that the Chiefs knew about it. uh, But at the same time, I, I do question why is it that this big entity called the NFL did not know about this footage or didn't have possession of it. Uh, That is a big question uh, from me and from a lot of people as well. I don't know what to make of that. A lot of you guys have weighed in on that. That is uh, in Cleveland Police Department apparently not providing the footage to the league. That is also a surprise too. Again, that is according to Ian Rappaport. I don't know what to believe. I really don't. Uh, One other thing too. Uh, A lot of people are comparing this to Tyree Kill. And I knew this was going to come up. I knew this was. And I've said this before. Look, I've said it before with other incidents that if there was footage of what Tyreek Hill did, I, uh, the reactions would be a lot different. It's it's not a uh, it's not a good thing to say, but it is true. That's how we react. I mean, that's human nature. However, uh, to, to, to make this comparison to me is preposterous. And here's why. Tyreek Hill never lied to the Chiefs. The Chiefs already knew about the incident. NFL teams, including the Chiefs, interview players on their pro days and on their private workouts before drafting them. The Chiefs did that with Tyreek Hill. They've talked to Tyreek Hill. I'm sure they talked to him multiple times. I'm sure different guys from the organization individually talked to Tyreek Hill. Then they compared notes from their interviews with Tyreek Hill, and they came to the conclusion that he's been saying the same things in all of the interviews. He's telling the truth, and they felt that he was worth uh, he was worth the risk. Since then, no incident from Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs did their due diligence, and they took a chance at Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill never lied about what happened. And on top of that, he did plead guilty. Kareem Hunt told the Chiefs that it, the, the accusation from the woman was, was completely false. And by the way, I was very disappointed back in February that a lot of Chiefs fans were defending Kareem Hunt and completely refuting TMZ because of the media outlet that they are. That this was a false story. And they also refuted the woman saying that Kareem Hunt would never do such thing. Well, there's visual evidence of it now. And there are still people trying to make some... People are still trying to justify his actions. And it just completely shocks me that people do that. And by the way, very, very bad nine days for the NFL. Adrian Peterson admitted to hitting his kid with a switch still. Still spanking his kid. Not very good. Ruben Foster was arrested Cut and claimed on waivers and paid to not play by the Washington Redskins. And now you have this incident with Kareem Hunt. Probably the biggest incident uh, since the Ray Rice issue uh, that happened a few years ago. Now I did mention uh, former Chiefs uh, Larry uh, running back Larry Johnson. He weighed in. A couple of former NFL players weighed in. Larry Johnson, he had a lot to say on Twitter. He said, quote, I thought I made my mistakes painfully clear. Exclamation point. I thought I was a perfect example of what not to do. I thought by speaking aloud about my pit, pitfalls, excuse me, that players after me could see these situations before they'd happen. And in capital letters, these are the final four words he wrote, really effing upset Kareem. Now he spoke to KCTV5 and they had a quote saying, uh, they let me be on the team doing stuff I should have been released for. 
the Chiefs are not going to let another number 27 in the backfield make these same mistakes. Obviously referring to the fact that he and uh, Kareem Hunt both wore 27 during their time in Kansas City. By the way, Therese Paler put out a tweet saying that uh, Clark Hunt back in August was asked about the Kareem Hunt incident. And if he anticipated a suspension, he said, quote, I really don't, but we tend to not be privy to those decisions that are made by the NFL. Well, uh, obviously the other way around now, because Kareem Hunt, according to the Chiefs, he lied to the Chiefs, saying that nothing happened and that he is pretty much in the clear. Uh, he was not truthful with the Chiefs when they had their sit down with him and trying to figure out what happened when this incident was brought to their attention. Not very good at all. Not a good look for Kareem Hunt. Des Bryant showed support for Kareem Hunt on Instagram and then deleted it after Kareem Hunt was released. Dante Stallworth. Uh, former NFL wide receiver, he said that Kareem Hunt had plenty of chances to defuse the situation and do a better job of it, and he never did. Uh, that's just unfortunate. It really is. But hey, you know what? The show must go on. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, they made their decision in releasing Kareem Hunt. Uh, 449 days ago, Kareem Hunt made his debut, the best debut in NFL history, and now he's no longer a Chief on a Chief that is... Uh, and by the way, with the Saints losing on Thursday, and I know a lot of people took, took uh, their shots at me with my MVP uh, comments there, which we can get into a, another time. Uh, look, look at this now. The Chiefs are now the highest scoring offense in the NFL after the Saints scored only 10 on the Cowboys Thursday night. So the highest scoring team in the NFL, what will they do without Kareem Hunt? Folks, trust me, this Chiefs offense is going to be just fine. They'll do the same things that they did before. Uh, I don't think one individual player can uh, perfectly replace Kareem Hunt. I think it's going to take multiple players, and the Chiefs do have the power for that. Let's first talk about Spencer Ware, who this year coming back from his torn ACL, 22 rushes, 124 yards, and a touchdown. That's a 5.6 yard per carry average. He's also got 14 catches for 165 yards on the season. 2017 obviously did not play due to the injury he suffered in the third week of the preseason 2016 a great year for him in 14 starts uh he uh he ran the ball uh, 921 yards three touchdowns 33 catches 447 yards and a pair of touchdowns through the year uh altogether 1368 yards in 2015 of course he filled in as well as uh Charkandrick West uh, fill, uh, filling in when Jamal Charles suffered a injury that year. And let's not forget, Charkandrick West, still available, uh, is a free agent. So he's a player who the Chiefs could consider bringing back if they so choose to. But the Chiefs do have other options as well if they want to stick with that. Damian Williams, uh, in his career, 478 yards, three touchdowns, uh, and uh, four starts uh, with the Dolphins prior to... Uh, joining the, actually, a couple of those yards are included with the Chiefs. Daryl Williams, the undrafted rookie, he's ran he, uh, back in the preseason, ran the ball 24 times for 75 yards. That was a 3.1 yard per carry average. Also had eight catches for 58 yards and found the, uh, the end zone through the air. And by the way, uh, Damian Williams, going back, he had a block punt against the Cleveland Browns this year, so he's got that under his belt. Obviously, doesn't uh, make an impact on the offensive side of things, but it's kind of a fun fact to know about Damian Williams. 
So the Chiefs have some options at running back. And listen, let me say one other thing right now before I wrap things up here. NFL running backs who have started for Andy Reid have done very well. So I'm not concerned that the Chiefs are losing Kareem Hunt. It sucks. It is a blow, but it's not going to hurt the Chiefs. Uh, short-term nor long-term. And listen, Kansas City's been very, very lucky recently with running backs. You had Priest Holmes. You know, the, we all know about him. Injuries obviously took a toll. Larry Johnson steps up. Larry Johnson, unfortunately, injuries and getting into trouble. Uh, I mean, that led to his release. And then Jamal Charles rises to the occasion. And he had, uh, obviously, a great career. The uh, best running back statistically in NFL history. And then uh, when he dealt with injuries, Spencer Williams uh, and... Uh, Tarkin West, excuse me, they did a good job in the, in the uh, limited time that they were the key guys for the Chiefs. Uh, but then after that, what happened? The Chiefs drafted Kareem Hunt in the third round out of Toledo. Uh, and in his 449 days with the Chiefs, did a lot of great things uh, for this offense, really did. And uh, I, I trust that whether it's uh, a player on the team right now or in the offseason, the Chiefs are going to find another great running back. But uh, add that to, to, to Kansas City's needs. Uh, they're going to be looking for one in the offseason for sure. I obviously don't get a chance to do this because I don't record podcasts late on a uh, Friday night. But since we have the opportunity, let's get into it. Eric Berry was limited all week. He is questionable for Sunday's game against the Raiders. Mitch Morse was a full participant. He's expected to play. Sammy Watkins is ruled out. Uh, Andy Reid said the team is being cautious about all of this. And by the way, to be clear... Media availability was made, uh, it all happened with the Chiefs on Friday before all of this drama ensued with Kareem Hunt and the video being released. So we have yet to hear from Andy Reid, and he's going to get be asked a lot of questions about this. The players are going to be asked a lot of questions about the incident. I mean, guys who have nothing to do with the issue, they were not there when it happened, and they're going to have to answer a lot of questions from the media. And I think it's unfair to them. I, I really do, because they obviously don't know much about this. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what they have to say. I'm sure uh, the PR guys for the Chiefs, they're, they're going to meet with the team at some point on Saturday or Sunday and say, hey, look, you're going to be asked about this. We want you to respond in this way. And I'm sure the Chiefs are – that's why you have a PR department uh, for uh, for any business, whether it's an NFL team or a corporate company, whatever it is. I mean, that's why you have a PR team to help employees out in situations like this. So they're, I'm sure they're going to go through that with the team at some point. But nonetheless, Andy Reid did say that Sammy Watkins, uh, they're being ca- just precautionary with him. Uh, just being careful with him, and they are going to keep him out of Sunday's game. Listen, we got to at least talk about some good news uh, with the Chiefs, and we can share some of that on this podcast. Chris Jones was named AFC Defensive Player of the Month the second month in a row a Chiefs player wins the Defensive Player of the Month award. Last month, it was D. Ford for the month of October, and in the month of uh, November, Chris Jones takes Defensive Player of the Month honor, so that's very good to see. Real quickly, I actually forgot to talk about this on the last episode, so I'll mention this real quickly. A couple of games to keep an eye on uh, for the Chiefs in terms of uh, the playoff picture situation. First of all, the New England Patriots, they are 8-3. They play the Minnesota Vikings. That'll be happening the same time as the Chiefs game on Sunday afternoon. The 8-3 Texans, they will be facing the Cleveland Browns, so needing the Browns to keep that winning streak going. Maybe they can pull off an upset. Who knows? We'll see. And then Sunday Night Football, this is going to be a big one here. The 8-3 Chargers will be taking on the 7-3-1 Steelers. Crazy enough, the uh, Chiefs needed the Broncos to beat the Steelers 
And one week later, uh, the Chiefs are now needing the Steelers to help beat the Chargers to build a bit of a gap in the AFC West so they can clinch the division a little bit sooner. And, of course, a win from the uh, Minnesota Vikings and the Cleveland Browns would help the Chiefs clinch the AFC, clinch home field advantage maybe a little bit sooner than expected. So those are the games to uh, keep an eye on outside of the Chiefs this Sunday. Uh, I appreciate all of you guys listening to this. Obviously not a podcast that I am ever ready to do. It's not the kind of podcast that we are uh, uh, prepared for. Uh, unexpected podcast. So I appreciate all of you guys listening to this episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. I know, not the greatest topic, but nonetheless, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you guys enjoyed the commentary. We will keep the discussion going. I know it's going to be talked about for a while. And win or lose on Sunday... The first question in the pre- uh, post-game press conference, it's going to be about the incident with Kareem Hunt and the, de- the decision to release him. It's going to be uh, brought up quite a lot. That's going to be the narrative, and it's going to be brought up by the bro- by the broadcasters on uh, Sunday afternoon during the game. Crazy, crazy, crazy Friday afternoon. But nonetheless, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. I will talk to you guys Monday morning when we do a recap Of course, we'll recap the game between the Chiefs and the Raiders, and I'm sure there will be much more uh, in this whole Kareem Hunt saga. We will discuss all of that on Monday. Take care.